Why did the AI robot refuse to go to the doctor? Because it had a virus. Why did the AI researcher cross the road to get to the other side of the data set? Why did the AI pharmacist give the patient a dictionary? Because the patients needed to learn the proper script for their prescription. Why did the computer go to the chiropractor? Because it had a sleep disc. Support for the Bid Picture podcast comes from Sesame Care. Find the best price for the highest quality physicians. Book an appointment in minutes for as low as $19. You can find out more in the links in the episode show notes. Hello, my name is Bide Miologunde and you're listening to episode 210 of the Bid Picture Podcast. On this episode, I'll talk about the evolving role of artificial intelligence, AI, in the healthcare industry. Thank you for your time. Let's get to it. Part 1. It has the potential to speed up medical innovation. Researchers in Israel were happy to get their hands on data about thousands of COVID-19 patients, including a 63-year-old father of two who was admitted to the emergency room with COVID-19 and soon recovered. It was the early days of the coronavirus pandemic, and the treatments used for these patients could provide invaluable insights into the then little-understood virus. Normally, it would have been unthinkable to share sensitive medical details such as the patient's use of Lipitor for high cholesterol so quickly without safeguarding his privacy. But this man was not real. It was a fake patient created by algorithms that take details from real-life data sets such as electronic medical records, scramble them, and piece them back together to create artificial patient populations that largely mirror the real thing but don't include any actual patients. Medical researchers and data scientists say that such synthetic healthcare data has the potential to speed up medical innovation. The rapid digitization of health records has created troves of patient information that can be analyzed by algorithms and harnessed to improve disease treatment models and develop new products and services. But patient information is not easy to get because privacy laws require medical data to be stripped of names, addresses, and other identifying details before it can be shared, which is a time-consuming process that can take months. Even those measures don't satisfy some privacy advocates who point to studies showing that it is possible to re-identify patients even after anonymizing entire datasets. So this brings up the concept of synthetic data technology. 
The key advantage that synthetic data offers for healthcare is a large reduction in privacy risks that have bogged numerous projects and to open up healthcare data for the research and development of new technologies. Synthetic data technology has been around for many years, and there are many synthetic data companies working in industries such as finance and insurance. However, industry insiders say a new wave of techniques designed to better preserve statistical patterns while protecting privacy cleared the way for its use in healthcare more recently. While synthetic data is not widely used in healthcare yet, the COVID-19 pandemic accelerated demand for it as providers and researchers rushed to understand the virus and find treatments. The state of Israel has an advanced digital national healthcare system and electronic medical records going back 20 years and has become a strong testing ground for this technology. All four of Israel's HMOs and healthcare providers, such as Sheba Medical Center, which is Israel's largest hospital, are clients of MD Clone, an Israeli startup with a platform for creating synthetic data from medical records. Early in the coronavirus pandemic, Sheba used MD Clone's platform to synthesize data from its COVID-19 patients. The hospital then invited data scientists from around the country to glean whatever knowledge they could about COVID from the dataset. More than 40 groups that specialize in data science signed up to help, including startups, academic institutions, and large multinational companies. The initiative ultimately led the hospital to implement an algorithm developed by Israeli company Data Science Group that helps clinicians decide when patients should be given a drug treatment such as remdesivir or be sent to the ICU. Shiba was also able to integrate its electronic health records with those of Israel's second largest HMO, Maccabi Health Services, to give clinicians a far broader view into the medical histories of Shiba's COVID-19 patients, helping them find links between pre-existing conditions and the virus's toll on its victims. Scientists are not yet relying solely on synthetic data for their research. They are testing their hypotheses on synthetic data first, then retesting them on real patient data before submitting studies to medical journals for publication. The use of synthetic data is sometimes described in the industry as a sandbox, allowing researchers to easily test as many hypotheses as they would like without having to go through the long process of requesting real data. Since the start of the pandemic, researchers at Shiba have published six peer-reviewed studies about COVID-19 that first relied on synthetic data. In North America, a handful of health systems, medical schools, and government agencies, such as the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, VA, and the National Institutes of Health, NIH, use synthetic healthcare data to study and develop new treatment options. At Intermountain Healthcare, a health system based in Utah, researchers have used synthetic data produced from MD Clone's platform to advance close to 80 projects aimed at improving patient care. In one example, Intermountain used the technology to help create a preventative healthcare program for patients with kidney disease that dramatically reduced hospital admission for dialysis, saving tens of millions of dollars. In that case, 
access to synthetic data allowed a wider circle of intermountain employees, such as those looking at the financial and logistical impact, to advance the initiative. Meanwhile, the NIH and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation are working with California startup Sintegra to synthesize a dataset of millions of COVID-19 patients that will be made available to researchers seeking insight into the disease. Michael Lesh, the founder and CEO of Sintegra and a professor of medicine at the University of California, San Francisco, also sees a role for synthetic data in clinical drug trials. In cases where drug companies struggle to find study subjects, especially those willing to take the placebo, he said synthetic patient populations offer a potential solution. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration, FDA, stated that it is following developments in the synthetic data space and would encourage anyone seeking to use synthetic data approaches in a regulatory submission to the FDA to seek advice from the relevant center at the FDA. The agency said it does not comment on talks with private companies. So not all synthetic healthcare data is built from the medical histories of real patients. MITRE Corporation, a U.S. nonprofit that oversees federally funded research and development projects across various fields, has created Synthea, an open-source tool that can generate populations of fictional patients that are not based on actual medical records. Instead, Synthea enables researchers to create realistic patients from scratch using health and disease statistics, demographic data, academic research, and other publicly available data sources. The program can simulate what usually occurs to people with various health conditions from birth to death. Since the technology is open source, it is continually being tweaked by researchers to create more accurate disease models. While data created by Synthea is not as realistic as synthetic data originating from real patient records, the U.S. government has taken an interest in the technology. In January, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, offered $100,000 in cash prizes to teams or individuals that could either improve Synthea's technology or develop novel uses for data generated by the tool. The marriage of healthcare and synthetic data technology comes at a time when faith in the current methods for protecting healthcare data privacy is eroding. Devin McGraw, a former senior privacy regulator at the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, says that with privacy concerns growing, more focus should be put on synthetic healthcare data in the U.S. Ms. McGraw thinks the potential of synthetic data for enabling data analytics in a more privacy-protective way is enormous, and it could help ease public concerns around sharing health data with tech companies. Still, some privacy experts worry that synthetic healthcare data in general has not been sufficiently vetted to ensure that the anonymity it promises is irreversible. Experts argue that, mathematically speaking, you cannot have complete privacy without introducing randomness into the data that would impact accuracy. But practitioners of synthetic data science say that they are not trying to create an exact mirror image, just something that approximates the real thing. Support for the Bid Picture podcast comes from Snake River Farms. 
Whether you're a seasoned veteran or beginner to beef, the pioneers of American Wagyu have got you covered with $25 off your order. Receive $25 off orders of over $149 with code SWAPSRF at Snake River Farms. You can find out more in the links in the episode show notes. Part 2. IBM had big aspirations for Watson. In January 2022, International Business Machines, IBM, agreed to sell the data and analytics assets from its Watson Health business to Francisco Partners, an investment firm. The deal was the latest step by IBM to refocus its core business around the cloud. Back in 2021, IBM explored a sale of its healthcare analytics business as a way to streamline the computing giant's operations and sharpen its focus on computing services provided via the internet. The Watson Health business uses artificial intelligence to analyze diagnostic tests and other health data and to manage care. IBM had big aspirations for its Watson artificial intelligence to help in medical research and improve patient outcomes but the technology's impact had fallen short of early hopes. Partners and clients have moved away from projects built around Watson technology in recent years, although IBM had spent billions of dollars making acquisitions to bolster the business. IBM said the deal wouldn't weaken its commitments to other artificial intelligence technology and healthcare clients using its IT services, and the terms of the sale were not disclosed. IBM has been reshaping itself around an emphasis on cloud platforms that can serve companies across industries, moving away from sector-specific products like Watson Health. In April 2020, the company named Arvind Krishna as its CEO, choosing a leader who had previously run its cloud and cognitive software division. Mr. Krishna's appointment built on efforts to gain ground on the cloud computing businesses of rivals such as Microsoft and Amazon. A year earlier, IBM bought open-source software company Red Hat for about $33 billion in another move aimed at growing IBM's cloud computing prowess. In November, IBM completed a spin-off of its Kindrel Holdings IT services business as the segment tried to stem a declining revenue trend. IBM's hybrid cloud business has been adding customers but its growth faced a hurdle in slower corporate IT spending in 2021. The company's cloud and cognitive software business missed internal growth targets in the third quarter of 2021. Francisco Partners, based in California, has previously invested in healthcare companies such as GoodRx, ZocDoc, and Capsule. Artificially Generated Medical Histories Last year, Anthem's Chief Information Officer, Anil Bhatt, said he was working with Google Cloud to create a synthetic data platform that would let the health insurance company better detect fraud and offer personalized care to its members. Mr. Bhatt said the plan was to use algorithms and statistical models to generate approximately 1.5 to 2 petabytes of synthetic data, including artificially generated datasets of medical histories, healthcare claims, and other key medical data, 
which was created in partnership with Google Cloud. He said the ultimate goal was to validate and train AI algorithms on large amounts of data while reducing privacy issues surrounding personal medical information. Anthem, which had been using Amazon Web Services, AWS, as a cloud provider since 2017, tapped Google Cloud last year for its data analytics and AI capabilities as part of an ongoing effort to become more customer-centric and focus on members' entire healthcare journeys. Synthetic data applies both to real-world data that has been stripped of personal information and fully anonymized and artificial data that has been generated from deep generative models. The idea of synthetic data in enterprises has been around for decades, but it has recently started picking up steam as companies began making use of AI itself and have a greater need for faster access to better data sets on which to train AI algorithms. Anthem said the synthetic data would be used to train and validate AI algorithms that identify fraudulent claims or abnormalities in a person's health records. Those AI algorithms will then be able to run on real-world member data. Anthem already uses AI algorithms to search for fraud and abuse in insurance claims, but the new synthetic data platform will allow it to scale. Personalizing care for members and running AI algorithms that identify when they may require medical intervention is a more long-term goal. In addition to alleviating privacy concerns, another advantage of synthetic data is that it can reduce biases that exist in real-world data sets. However, you can also end up with data sets that are worse than real-world data sets. Support for the Bid Picture podcast comes from Softer. Softer lets you stop waiting for developers so that you can build software without devs. Blazingly fast. It is trusted by over 100,000 teams worldwide. You can find out more in the links in the episode show notes. Part 4. A fancy toy for diagnosis. Startups offering the same kind of AI behind the viral chatbot, ChatGPT, are making inroads into hospitals and drug companies even as questions remain over the technology's accuracy. Healthcare startups such as Pittsburgh-based Abridge AI, whose product helps doctors write notes after seeing their patients, and San Francisco-based Syntegra, which uses generative AI to create realistic copies of patient data for research, say they have applied generative AI for the safest and most accurate current uses in healthcare. Beyond those applications, healthcare providers are largely cautious about using generative AI for diagnosing patients or directly providing medical care. Some healthcare experts say that the technology's tendency to sometimes hallucinate or invent a response when it does not have sufficient information makes it too risky for use in most patient care or medical settings. Abridge was founded in 2018 and Syntegra was founded in 2019, both before recent headlines around ChatGPT, although the current hype is contributing to an uptick in interest. At the moment, one of the earliest large-scale uses of generative AI in healthcare is being rolled out at the University of Kansas Health System. 
A Bridges platform uses generative AI to create summaries of medical conversations from recorded audio during patient visits. That helps doctors cut down on the amount of time they spend on notes, which can add up to over two hours a day. Generative AI is named for its ability to produce human-like prose and other content such as computer code and digital illustrations. The technology is already being added to business software from tech giants like Salesforce and Microsoft. In January, Microsoft said it plans to invest billions into OpenAI, the San Francisco-based maker of ChatGPT. A bridges platform relies on a combination of open-source machine learning algorithms, large language models like those that power ChatGPT, and its own homegrown models. Abridge also uses those large language models to reshape generated prose and then fine-tune them using its own data sets. Other startups like Syntegra are using generative AI to create so-called synthetic data or fake versions of patient records that maintain the properties of the original dataset. While the use of synthetic data in healthcare and medical research is not entirely new, Syntegra was the first to apply generative AI to create synthetic medical data nearly four years ago. Syntegra's technology is being tested by Janssen Pharmaceutical, a Belgium-based drug company owned by healthcare giant Johnson & Johnson. Syntegra's synthetic data is not subject to the same European privacy laws as real patient records, therefore allowing Janssen Pharmaceutical to access that data and answer a research question in just one month rather than six months. Janssen's data scientists have validated the synthetic data against real data, and it will be particularly useful for researching less common diseases where it is harder to gather sufficient patient data. Generally, assisted documentation and synthetic data are considered lower stakes in terms of applying generative AI in healthcare because they have a less direct impact on patients. But there could one day be dramatic potential for the technology to change how people are diagnosed and treated for diseases. Generative AI applications like ChatGPT are not currently suited to helping clinicians treat patients because they pull from existing medical and popular literature to answer clinical questions and are therefore not accurate. Looming over the success of any AI-focused healthcare startup is what is widely considered a failure of IBM's Watson AI system. IBM once boasted that Watson could one day find a cure for cancer. No published research has yet to show that Watson improved patient outcomes, and IBM has since abandoned all applications of Watson for healthcare. The difference now is that the AI and healthcare communities have become much better at determining the specific questions that machine learning is best equipped to answer, and have improved the algorithms, which are trained on an ever-growing body of medical literature and patient data. Yet, those future uses of generative AI, such as for disease diagnosis, are still very far off. Experts say that the technology is likely to improve operational processes in healthcare, such as patient scheduling and flow, which have been long overdue for technical upgrades. But ChatGPT, at the moment, is still a fancy toy for diagnosis. 
To wrap up, on this episode, I talked about the evolving role of artificial intelligence in the healthcare industry. So that's all I have for this episode 210 of the Bid Picture Podcast. Thanks for listening. Bid Picture Podcast is produced by Sunshine Media in association with Alowinly Productions. Fact-checking by Zara Kuznetsova. Audio engineer, Sergey Gorski. Graphic design, Stacey Graham. Senior producer, Abidemi Ologunde. Executive producers, Olufolani Ologunde and Toby Loba Ologunde. Please join me again on the next episode as I continue with a deep dive on cybersecurities, news, events, and incidents, and the lessons we can learn from them for robust cyber threat intelligence and awareness in our daily lives. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the Beat Picture Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, please share the show with anyone that you think might benefit from it. For questions, comments, or any suggestions, please send an email to bdme at thebeatpicture.com. You can also get in touch on Twitter at BeatPicture, on the Clubhouse app at Beat, as well as on the Wisdom app at BDME. Please remember to leave a review for the podcast if your platform allows you to do so. Thank you for your time. See you on the next episode. Bye for now.